Welcome everybody to Disney World A to Z. This is the podcast for all things Walt Disney World from A to Z. We'll take you through the magic alphabetically. I'm your host, Emma. In this week's episode, we've reached the letter F, and F is going to be for your first visit to Walt Disney World. Obviously, Disney World is a huge place. There are lots of different factors to take into consideration when you're planning a trip, and if you've never been before, it can be a little overwhelming trying to learn, learn your way around Fast Pass, learn your way around dining reservations, you know, narrow down all the things you want to do. I think it was, uh, it's Rick Steves who says that you should always travel thinking that you'll come back to the place you're going because otherwise trying to squeeze everything in will just be too overwhelming. Um, we have done some episodes in the past with tips for first time visitors to Disney. We did an episode for beginners. Uh, we did an episode of things you need to know, but this time I thought to make things a little bit different. I would ask the Disney World A to Z Facebook community what they wish they had known on their first visit. If they could go back in time and give themselves some tips. So um, this should be really fun. There were lots of great responses. So this is the first visit tips from the larger Disney World A to Z Facebook community. So the first comment here is from Stacy. She says, have a plan, but be flexible. Plan a pool day. As great as Disney is, kids really just want to be in the pool. I feel like I hear this a lot from families coming back that like a kid's favorite ride was the monorail or the boat, which you don't even have to pay to, to ride that. You don't have to pay to get into the parks. That's just getting from the hotel to the parks. Um, so definitely, I think, have some spare time, some free time to just enjoy your hotel. I think there's sometimes a, a inclination to rush off to the parks and just spend all your time in the parks and the parks are fabulous but my family loves the resort so much that we'll try to plan you know days to just enjoy our resort hotel because there's so much to do at the hotels there's such beautifully themed spaces and each one has like different activities that you know are, are free to attend like there's the uh, torch lighting at the Polynesian the Animal Kingdom Lodge has so many cool exhibits and of course the Arusha Rock Overlook where you can actually go out and see you know zebra and giraffe um, so it's definitely worth planning some downtime although also you do need to have a plan <laughs> it's like this weird dichotomy at Disney World where like you need to have the rest time and like the just sort of free time you don't want to plan every split second but at the same time there are lots of things that if you want to do them you can't wait till the last minute lots of the restaurants book up in advance so you really do need those advanced dining reservations and of course the um the rides can get very long wait times so you definitely want to you know figure out fast pass how that works and book book your fast pass in advance so you won't have to wait as long in in line um it's a good idea to get to know the my disney experience app i'm pretty sure that was in one of the comments here um, because then you can change your fast pass on the day of or you can just look at your at your reservations so it's a good idea to get get to know your way around that app before your trip so that way when you're in the parks you know accessing the app you're not like scrolling through trying to figure out where 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 to find something and of course you want to get your tickets in advance I'm often surprised when we're going you know into the parks and we pass the you know ticket kiosks outside they have very very long lines in the morning so there are obviously lots of people who waited to the last minute to buy a ticket or pick up a ticket um, so if you need to stop at that ticket window make sure you do it like middle of the day I mean actually sometimes it's hard to find a quiet time sometimes those windows are are always kind of packed so um, definitely try try to take care of everything online if you can or you know your resort if you're staying at a Disney World resort the um, front desk and concierge can help you with lots of things too all right the next comment here is from Hannah she says I took my little sister 10 years old for the first time this January I knew there would be a ton of walking but I never thought about the ramifications of the walk from the end of the park to the bus and the bus 
else to the room. We stayed at an all-star resort. My sister, who did so well and kept up all day in the parks, would lose it on these boring walks. She was exhausted. I finally figured out a hack by the end of the trip. We'd play a game of I Spy or try to make up lyrics to the music that played outside of the park. Oh my gosh, that's adorable. I love that idea. Um, uh, once we were off the bus and walking back to the room, I'd stop to refill our mugs with hot chocolate, so we had a fun treat for the way back. Moral of the story, there is a lot of walking, and magical meltdowns are bound to happen, but prepare yourself with some quick fixes. This is such a good tip because the walking will really get you. I, I don't think you really think about the physical exertion that you're going to be undergoing on a Disney World vacation, but those parks are huge, and of course, just getting to the park, I mean, just at the at the Magic Kingdom, like that parking lot is out at the TTC. You have to walk from your car to the TTC, get on the monorail, you're going to walk up into the into the park uh, down Main Street USA, but just like getting to all the different lands, it's it's quite a big geographical area. So you definitely kind of want to train. Make sure you're you're fit and and ready, and also make sure you have a good pair of shoes. That is such a necessary thing for a Disney World vacation. It needs to be a pair of shoes that you have you know worn in. So I would not recommend a new pair of shoes because you never know. Sometimes those can cause blisters. There were some really good tips actually about footwear in here. Hold on, let me find them. Uh, where was it? Oh, Richard said, uh, research extreme blister prevention methods and don't assume comfortable shoes will be all you need to prevent issues. It can be a major change walking and standing all day long in a high heat, high humidity environment. On our first trip, we had major blister problems, but in three Disney trips since then, we haven't had one blister between the two of us, thanks to Gold Bond ba Body Powder, Body Glide, and Trail Toes, plus comfortable shoes. Um, and Stacy says that Foot Glide... Foot glide was a lifesaver for them as well. Um, and then Erica says, invest in moisture wicking socks. They help your feet stay drier and prevent blisters and painful rubbing. Um, yeah, and oh, here Tori says, pack extra socks and a pair of extra shoes. If it pours and you have to wander around in wet shoes for two days while they dry, you're going to have a bad time. Oh, that's true. It is good to have something extra because that way if one of the shoes ends up, you know, rubbing your, your toes the wrong way and giving you a blister, then you have a second pair that hopefully, um, you know, won't uh, affect that, that area. But um, yeah, we always bring moleskin. If you're in the parks, you can actually stop by the first aid and they, they'll give you like big band-aids. Um, so like if you get the blister while you're in the park, you can stop by there um, to get something, uh, you know, before you get back to the hotel and your, your first aid kit. Um, but definitely try to uh, think about what you're wearing on your feet um, because there's going to be a lot of walking. In terms of shoes for Disney, my favorite are Crocs. And Crocs, sometimes people think it's just the big gardening Crocs, but Crocs actually sell like a huge range of different styles. They have really cute flats um, that I find really comfortable for all day. Um, and I don't have any problems with them. I have people heard people say that sometimes in the rain that they're, they get a little slippery. Um, so maybe depending on the style you buy, that could be an issue. Also Birkenstocks um, are just very comfortable. You get, you know, enough arch support. Um, and going back to uh, Hannah's comment, there is going to be quite a lot of downtime. So having some like snacks or like ideas of, of things to do 
do while you're waiting because you might be waiting in line for a ride or in line for a parade. Um, but yeah, coming up with some ideas of fun things to distract the kids and make the time go faster is is definitely smart. I know um, whenever we would do like the late fireworks or a late nighttime parade, my mom, when we were growing up, would always pack like, uh, you know, glow sticks or like little glow lightsaber wands because obviously you can buy those in the parks. They have like the little carts going up and down the street um, before the parade. But if you bring them from home, they're a lot cheaper. You can get some glow sticks for just a couple dollars at the dollar store instead of spending, you know, $20 for a spinning Buzz Lightyear. Although the spinning Buzz Lightyear is fun too. So here's a tip from Narice. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, I wish I knew. Don't try and do it all. Take pool days. If you're leaving property to shop, do it early in your trip. Buy ponchos before you go. This is true because in the parks, ponchos will be about $15. And if you obviously get them at home, you can just pick them up at the dollar store for a couple dollars. Although there's always the issue of carrying the ponchos around with you everywhere and not knowing if they're actually going to come in handy or not, not knowing if it's going to rain and you're going to need them. Um, because there can be lots of spots to hide, um, hide it at Walt Disney World, you know, when it rains to take shelter depending on where you are you know because if you get caught in the wrong spot then you might might be in for a soaking and actually I feel like the ponchos Disney sells are bulkier so if you get them you know just cheaper ones at home maybe those are smaller and will be easier to, to tuck into your bag and bring along with you uh, also we have if you have young children take a buggy or a stroller <laughs> this is true when we had you know my little brothers were younger um, we always had a stroller which actually was super handy for like carrying all your bags and stuff and and ponchos for example um, because there was always a spot to hang something and to you know tuck something underneath but um like we said with the walking, if you have young kids, they're probably going to want to rest. So a stroller is a good idea. There are lots of stroller rental companies, of course, if you don't want to have to, you know, bring one on the plane. But if you do bring a stroller, make sure you tie like a bow or something kind of identifiable on it because, you know, especially in those stroller parking areas, there's always a sea of strollers and probably almost certainly someone else has brought the same exact stroller <laughs> to Disney that you brought. In fact, I think we one time had like just a pretty cheap, inexpensive kind of stroller and someone took ours, which we I think there was like maybe a pond in it so like it's not like we lost anything but like they obviously took ours instead of theirs so definitely a good idea to tie some big bow or, or, or do something to make your your stroller um identifiable so it doesn't get mixed up with others uh also here we have don't spend all your time in the parks wear comfy shoes get free ice water at the counter service restaurants we always always do this we never bring water bottles just because it's another thing that you're gonna have to carry around as you're walking all day um and at all of the counter service uh restaurants you can always go in and get free ice cold tap water in fact often uh, especially on really hot days in the summer uh you'll see that they have like big um you know uh big carafes what's the word i'm looking for you know they'll have tap water outside of the restaurant with stacks of cups so you don't even have to go ask a cast member you can just step right up and grab it right there uh let's see Take one bag per party if you can help it and take turns to do the bag line uh, on entry. The bag line is definitely something to take into consideration because um, they have security, obviously, at all of the different theme parks. And so there can be quite long lines for security because the security guards do do a pretty uh, thorough job, you know, looking through everyone's bags. Um, and so if only one person in your party has a bag, that's great. Or in fact, if you can all, you know, just travel light and, and only bring things that will fit in your pocket, small things 
things because uh, then you can skip the security line. There is a line for guests with no bags. And that's always so nice when you can go through uh, go through that line. Uh, let's see what else. Plan, plan, oh, and plan. But then also, don't be afraid to go off plan. There are so many different corners of Walt Disney World and there are so many different services. Like I feel like I'm constantly hearing about things that I had never heard of before. Um, so definitely, you know, it's fun to do research beforehand and see what you're getting yourself into and think about different places you want to go. Um, it builds the anticipation, you know, to know what you're experiencing, but also just be prepared to go off plan and, and, and discover something new. Christine says, don't assume there is no crime there. Theft still happens. Megan adds, yes, don't leave anything valuable on attended while you go on the rides don't leave your popcorn bucket out in the open while you're on rides this is true um when my brothers were younger and we had a stroller we would never leave anything that we wanted to lose on the stroller um and you definitely just want to keep keep a uh, track of all your belongings the disney cast members though are really nice like especially if you lose something by accident i one time lost my uh wallet with my cell phone in it it was an old flip phone this was a while ago <laughs> so at least it wasn't an iphone because then i would have lost a bunch of pictures probably too. I did actually get the wallet back. I think it slipped out of my pocket when I was on teacups and I realized it within maybe 10 minutes and I went back right away and the cast member said they'd already done a sweep and sent lost items. I think they'd sent it to Sir Mickey's. So it's like I rushed over to Sir Mickey's and they were like, actually, we've already sent the items up to the front of the park. They do, it seems like, do a pretty good job trying to keep track of and, and like make sure they move, uh, especially valuables that have been lost to a secure location. So in that case, they had uh, moved moved it up to, uh, you know, guest services up at the, in town hall. Um, so I went up to town hall and they had my wallet and I got it right back. That was such a relief. Um, but at the same time, you know, you are traveling and there are lots of guests around you. So Denise has a great tip here. I didn't think February would be cold. Pack accordingly. Also bring lots of patience, especially during the holiday, Christmas slash new year. Overall, enjoy the magic. Yes. Christmas is such a a busy time. I feel like it's Christmas, New Year, 4th of July are the, the dates when the park, uh, especially the Magic Kingdom, sometimes closes due to capacity. We were there at New Year's a few years ago and we avoided the parks entirely. We went to uh, downtown Disney. Disney Springs. Why do I still call it Downtown Disney? Um, uh, so so uh, it was funny when we were driving to Disney Springs, the lines of cars to get into Magic Kingdom and Epcot, we passed by those two entrances, were insane. It was like, and, and it was so early in the morning. It was like nine or 10 in the morning. It wasn't even, you know, midway through the day. So if you're going during that time of year, know that it's just going to be insane. It's going to be very packed. Like, just expect that if you can, you know, plan to enjoy your resort or stay out of the parks, um, especially on those crazy days. We went, um, New Year's Eve is always crazy, but we actually went first thing in the morning on New Year's Day on January 1st, and the weather was not so great, which speaking of February, it can be cold in Orlando. Um, uh, but actually on the, on January 1st, the crowds were fine, and I think partly it was the weather because it was kind of a gray and rainy, rainy morning. Um, but yeah, we've been to... Uh, Disney in, in like usually January, February, and you'll see like coats, you know, people all bundled up and people selling, you know, the cast members selling hot chocolate on Main Street, which is not something you usually see sold on Main Street. Um, so depending on the time of year, make sure you think about the weather and, you know, you're going to, you probably are going to need that coat. I know I always hate that in January because it's like, oh, I'm going to Florida. Like I should be escaping winter, but it doesn't always work out that way. And of course, if you're going the fall, um, that 
can be like hurricane season, um, which Disney does do very well, like uh, planning for hurricanes. They have lots of different activities for kids um, and families. Like if you're, you know, kind of trapped in your hotel and you can't leave the hotel and they have occasionally closed the parks due to hurricanes. Um, they closed early for Dorian uh, just, just recently. Um, so just depending on the time of year, think about what weather situations you might get yourself into. Carrie says, everyone gets one Disney freakout day, adults and kids. <laughs> plan to expect it and plan what each person needs during slash after their freakout. Freakouts don't mean folks aren't also having fun. Have grace for yourself and your travel companions. Uh, I feel like that is such a great comment um, and advice because... Everyone has a magical meltdown now and again. As you're walking through the parks, you sometimes see them in progress. Kids losing it, their parents losing it, um, because it is so overwhelming. You know, you've planned for this, you've saved up for this, and then you have just a couple days to like enjoy everything. And especially if it's it's all brand new, it's hard to take it all in. Um, so definitely, uh, just give yourself a little grace. The magical meltdowns will happen, but they won't ruin the trip. Like, you will get over it, and, you know, you'll get back into the magic, so. <laughs> Heidi says, don't be afraid to stray from the plan. Don't miss out on what's happening in front of you because you're too worried about checking the next thing off your list. This is true. I know one thing I'm always trying to do is not to, like, get too caught up in, like, taking pictures or, like, being on my phone all the time. There have been trips when I've tried to do, you know, like, live updates or, like, lots of Insta story posts while we're there, but it's the vacation, and, like, you want to enjoy it. You don't want to spend the whole time glued to your screen. So these days, I try more to obviously still take photos and videos to share later because I do love photography I love uh, getting different video clips but then remind myself look there's going to be time later it's it's like a scrapbook that's how I look on social media so later on I can do a fun insta story or, or get this video up I don't have to worry about doing it right now Becky says, definitely take a break day in the middle of a seven-day trip. My family didn't do it on our trip, uh, first trip and then did it for our second trip and were much happier. We slept in and went to Disney Springs and then ended the evening with a monorail crawl to the resorts and watched the fireworks from the Polynesian Beach with Dole Whips. Definitely restful, but still a lot of Disney. That sounds so fun. Um, yeah, you know, you you don't think about like the your sleep schedule, um, but getting up early and trying to get to the parks at rope drop can be great to, you know, take advantage of the least lines because there are lots of people who won't end up getting to the park until like say 11. So before 11, the lines are often a little, a uh, little less, but if you're going to go see the fireworks or go to kind of a later dinner reservation, you're not going to want to wake up, uh, you know, at, at like, 7 a.m. the next morning to get to rope drop. So definitely think about that uh, in your plans and make sure you have at least one day when you can just sleep in and be a little lazy. Kim says the resorts are such a fun place to visit. Make sure you take the time to see some. I don't think people know that even if you're not staying at a particular resort or not even staying on Disney property, you are still welcome at the resorts and there's a lot to see and do. So true. I feel like this this theme of, you know, taking a break, enjoying the resorts is, is one of the top tips we're getting here. But yeah, if you're coming from the parks or Disney Springs, you can often just hop on a bus and go to whatever resort you want. You don't need to show your room key or anything when you're getting on the bus. Anyone can can ride the buses. Obviously, you're not going to be able to uh, swim at the pools or there are certain amenities that are only going to be for guests. But there are also going to be a lot of things like all the public areas, all the restaurants, um, like the, the beach at the Polynesian. You might be able to see some fireworks, uh, see a show. The electrical water pageant plays on Seven Seas Lagoon and 
Bay Lake. So that's at Grand Floridian, Polynesian Village, uh, Contemporary Resort, and Wilderness Lodge. And that is such a fun show, such a fun Disney tradition because it's been going since the Magic Kingdom opened. Um, So there are lots of things that you can take in at the resorts. Beth says, make a plan, but don't be afraid to stray from it. Also, my Disney experience is your best friend. Very true. Learn your way around that app. Uh, Jessica says, one of the things my husband was surprised with on our first trip was, one, free water from the quick service locations. Definitely take advantage of that. And two, if you're staying on resort, you can get your purchases delivered to the room. It was two little things that made our trip so much better. Yeah, if you buy something, especially something bulkier, and you don't want to have to carry it all the way back to your room, you can have them send it straight there and then you don't even have to worry about you know lugging it all the way back to the bus and back to your room. Britt says put some planning into your meals. There is delicious food at every level from signature dining all the way down to snacks. Research the Disney food you do not want to miss so that you can add it to your itinerary. If the restaurant accepts reservations definitely make reservations. You do not need to plan every meal ahead of time but definitely consider planning to have at least one splurge meal per trip. There are so many great meals. I feel like the Disney food is one of the one of the reasons I love going back to Disney so much is because the food is so amazing. And there are so many fun uh, social media accounts out there, videos showing you different snacks and different cool things. And they're constantly coming out with new snacks um, and new beautiful beverages that are super Instagram worthy. So definitely uh, take a look around and see what snacks catch your eye and plan to head to, head to those spots to make sure you don't miss them. Becky says, adding that to take advantage of the Epcot festivals. My sister and I, as a party of two, loved splitting snacks from all the booths to try new things and give us flexibility on time. Might not be the best strategy for everyone. Uh, When my full family of five went, we got free dining and ate a lot of sit-down meals. But for two people, it was really great. The festivals at Epcot are so much fun. They have so many different booths with so many interesting dishes to try. Um, But yeah, one of the downsides is that it's not like there there aren't enough tables. They should have more sit-down tables. They have a lot of like standing up tables during the festivals where you can maybe pause and, you know, have your drink and eat your food. But mostly during the festivals, you're going to be, you know, walking and eating. So if you're a smaller group, that's going to be great. But if you're a bigger group and everyone's hungry and just wants to like really sit down and eat, um, it might not be the best, but certainly lots of delicious uh, food to try there. Jamie says make fast passes. Definitely don't, don't miss out on that. I'm always surprised when we go to Disney and sometimes, you know, just strike up conversations with different people that sometimes sometimes new guests have never even heard of a fast pass they don't even know what it is and often we'll like try to explain it to them like get them to download the app and like give them a little quick tutorial because even if you're just learning about it the day of and you're booking a couple fast passes the day of that can still save you a lot of time in line because there are lots of fast passes you can just pick up Obviously, it'll be hard to get fast passes for the big ticket rides since lots of people will have already booked those up in advance. But people do make changes, drop fast passes. um, So there is availability that pops up. Tori says, even as an adult going without children, never underestimate the value of a midday nap break at the resort. Um, I second looking at menus in restaurants, even counter service before you go so you aren't overwhelmed by the sheer amount of choice. Finally, if you're going during an Epcot festival, especially food and wine, it's helpful to give yourself a set budget with a gift card. The cards are really cute and make a free souvenir you can put in your bullet journal or scrapbook. It's also really helpful to grab a passport and decide what you want to try so you don't end up broke and stuffed before you get to the hummus fries you really wanted to try over at the Morocco stall. That's a pretty great tip. Those uh, little passports are so cute. They're perfect for scrapbooking, but then they also have like lots of different um, pictures of the food as well as just lists of 
have all the menus at all of the different booths. So if you didn't have time to, you know, research the booths and, and the menus in advance, just pick up one of those, those uh, passports and start paging through as you walk around World Showcase. Taylor says you're not going to be able to do everything, so map out the things you know you want to do. If you have young kids, show them point of view uh, YouTube videos of rides to get a gauge on their reaction. Also allow for the magic of Disney to take over once you're there and find joy in the little things. There are so many YouTube videos out there. There are so many podcasts and Instagram accounts. There's really just a huge, uh, vibrant Disney World fan community uh, offering lots of tips. So definitely make sure you take time to click through that and see what appeals to you because that can help you narrow down so you don't feel as overwhelmed and you know at least a little bit about what uh, what's the priority during your trip. Well, thank you so much to everyone in the Disney World A to Z Facebook group who left a comment. I feel like these were such good tips. If you're planning your first Disney visit, hopefully you find this helpful. If you'd like to join the Facebook group, that link is in the show notes. You can also follow the podcast on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram. Of course, I'm on Instagram and YouTube as Bookish Princess. As always, thank you guys for listening, and I hope you have a magical day.